G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Ron Ross is our Middle East reporter and he's joining me once again on the phone today. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you very much, Tracy. Plenty to talk about today, as always, and there's an extremist threat or two. These ones have been made against shopping centres specifically in the West, haven't they? Yes, specifically they named US, Canada, Britain and other Western countries, which I guess includes us. The video which was released on Saturday was from Somalia's extremist group Al-Shabaab, and again it says the September 2013 attack on the Westgate Mall in Nairobi, Kenya, was in reprisal for Kenya military involvement in Somalia. 67 people died in that mall attack. Now they're threatening specifically the Mall of America in Minnesota, which I believe is an area which is a gun-free zone. Uh, The American administration has quickly turned around and filled the Mall of America with guys carrying guns. But there is a serious concern for us here in Australia, and uh, we need to be aware and alert and keeping our eyes open. Yes, I think uh, that that is true. I mean, we heard the Prime Minister earlier in the week saying that we we face what he called a prolonged threat of terrorism. And, of course, we know that he has said he believes there are at least 30 people that fought with ISIS that have returned to Australia. Yeah, and now there are at least 90 Australians fighting with supporting groups in Iraq and Syria and at least 140 people in Australia uh, knowingly supporting extremist groups. And so it is a very uh, serious concern. And, of course, if 30 foreign fighters have returned to Australia, they're exactly the people that that video was talking to. Uh, It wasn't saying that al-Shabaab will turn up in countries all over the world. They were saying that the people who agree with their sentiments should take action locally. Uh, And so we've got a situation where I heard yesterday uh, there is some consideration at government level uh, to securing the malls so that you would enter the malls just as you do an airport. Now, to Australians, that might cause us to breathe in sharply, but when we lived in Israel, that's exactly what you did. You walked through a, uh, a detection device, you went through security guards, and they decided uh, what you could take in and what had to be left behind. Yes, I think people that have travelled a little bit would would not be averse to seeing security guards outside shopping centres. I've certainly seen them in in some very limited travel that I've done. But it does it sort of goes against the grain for us, doesn't it? Because it, it's not part of our culture. We're so relaxed. No, and we're going to have to realise that that uh, what we've enjoyed in the past is being taken from us, which is the basis of uh, why we call them terrorists. They provoke terror and fear, and we need to overcome fear by being very wise where security is concerned. Just as an aside, what do you make of the Prime Minister's speech yesterday, if you caught it, where he was talking about uh, extremism being on the rise and a crackdown, a further crackdown on hate speech? 
Well, I think that's very interesting because we've had uh, so many imams uh, uh, provoking people to riot and to bloodshed, but I'm worried how far that law would go as far as evangelism's concerned. Uh, when, a, when a Christian confronts someone uh, and suggests that they're going to hell, is that going to be considered hate speech? We're living in a new era. That's right, and everything has to have an opposite side, doesn't it? And it does have the potential to go both ways. Yes, uh, uh, laws have to be studied very carefully to find out how many uh, of our normal ways of life are going to be changed. Word that the Foreign Minister today, Julie Bishop, is uh, to visit Iran. That'll happen in April. Yes, and I had a reaction from a friend who said, why would you send a woman to negotiate with Iranian uh, administration? Uh, they're not treated very well in Iran, women. But uh, I have a great deal of respect for Julie Bishop. Uh, I, I just am not really sure what they expect to achieve. There's grave concern in Israel that the United States is uh, uh, discussing nuclear trends with Iran at all. But, of course, it's the Iranian uh, willingness to fight against uh, Sunni militants uh, that's won uh, United States' interest. But we need to be aware that uh, Arab nations like Saudi Arabia are far from impressed with President Obama talking to the Iranians. And, of course, the Saudis have been considered friends because they bought that friendship with oil. And, of course, the U.S. is supportive of our foreign minister going for those talks? Absolutely, and uh, looking forward to using her as a negotiator uh, in their Iranian peace talks, the uh, nuclear weapon talks. Well, they wouldn't call it nuclear weapons. They're talking about nuclear power. Yes, because they're denying that they've got nuclear weapons. Yes, which is uh, why we are all squirming, because we don't really believe a word they say. Let's look at what's happening with the Palestinian Authority. Now, they're in a bit of financial trouble, but it's not Jerusalem's fault as much as they would like to pass the buck that way, is it? Well, Secretary of State John Kerry would suggest that it's Israel's fault, uh, but apparently the Palestinian Authority is on the verge of collapse. Uh, officials have been looking at the situation. Uh, John Kerry, during a press conference on Saturday in London, said he discussed with his British counterpart, Philip Hammond, concerns that we shared about the continuing viability of the authority. He said if the Palestinian Authority ceases or were to cease, security cooperation or even decide to disband as a result of their economic predicament, that could happen in the near future if they don't receive additional revenues. And uh, Israel is saying that uh, they're holding two monthly payments, and the transfer of something like $200 million since the beginning of the year, $200 million, that is, in response to the PA joining the International Criminal Court, uh, that was withheld uh, as a ne negotiating factor and that suggesting that the PA could be much financially better off if they would cooperate. Quite a lot of factional discord going on in the Palestinian Authority itself, isn't there? Yeah, and we need to take sobering uh, thought from what the Arab League Secretary General Nabi El Arabi said on Sunday. He came out with a statement saying that the dispute between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority was hindering efforts 
to reconstruct the Gaza Strip. He didn't blame Israel at all. He told the London-based Al-Hayat newspaper that the Arab League was holding consultations with donor countries to find a way to help the residents of the Gaza Strip in the light of the ongoing power struggle between Fatah and Hamas. And so they're directing the accusation of difficulties in uh, the Palestinian Authority in a very obvious place. All right, on on one final note, I noticed that there's been a little bit of a... a reprimand, I suppose you could say, from one particular US preacher toward President Obama when it comes to how he treats the Israeli Prime Minister. Yeah, this was from the Reverend John Hagee, who's one of the biggest supporters uh, of Israel in America. But in his Hagee hotline, he's warned that God will destroy America for failing to adequately support Israel. He said, I'm a student of world history, and you can wrap up world history in 25 words or less, and here it is. He said, the nations that blessed Israel prospered, and the nations that cursed Israel were destroyed by the hand of God. Now, I had a comment from my good buddy from Youth for the Mission, Dean Sherman, who said that God is not a destroyer, uh, he's a redeemer. And as I said to him, organizations or nations have to fall or be broken before they can be redeemed. And I think America is in the process of self-destruction at the moment, led by a very uh, placid and apathetic uh, Obama administration. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter. Ron, always good to talk to you. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.